Welcome to Let Parents Decide That, episode 22, the show where we discuss lockdown lunacy, protecting parental rights, and we try to fight fear-driven policies with strength and logic. Join us. The fight starts now. Good afternoon. Hello, hello. All right. Well, it's funny because I have another giant list of things to talk about, and it's it's just amazing how quickly things change and you know i grab all these links as i see as they catch my eye between the times that we record and you know you just wonder if some of this stuff is even um relevant anymore um or if things have changed since i even saw the link you know that's just how quickly things are are moving yeah um but we're just going to do our best to keep everyone apprised of the risks that parents are going to see coming up here so i saw this story and, you know, it's weird because the I don't know how you feel about the propaganda for the jabs. I feel like I wish I had more money because I would sue the shit out of everyone. <laughs> I mean, do you feel like... I mean, let's get real here. I just heard, I just heard an <laughs> ad by Sanford on my Spotify. Oh, really? And it pissed me off yeah. so bad because yeah. it started, it was talking about it. It just goes on and on about how we're doing this to protect others, and you oh, have yes. to make sure to get your kids in. Well, and, and the billboards are still up, you know, Vax up ND, Vax up, yes. whatever. They're, and sometimes they're they can around. get by with saying, well, it's for all vaccines. We're yeah. promoting all vaccines. And this was straight COVID-19 vaccination. Yeah. Get your get the kids in here. Well, and I was just like, how do you feel? the? I feel like the wave of propaganda has lessened. As far as the push, you know, but like they, you know, when they bought those billboards and stuff, I'm sure it was for a year or something they paid yeah. for. So we're still seeing the, you know, the remnants of all that stuff still up there. Yeah. And, you know, lest you forget the prevailing attitude of the mainstream media and government and all the branch COVIDians, as I like to call them, is that, you know, everybody still needs to be on the vax train, right? Yeah. Including uh, under six year olds. So which is which is absolute lies. Insane. Insane yeah. to me. But, you know, here's another. Okay, this is from April 28th, so just a few days ago. Um, Moderna seeks U.S. authorization for COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine use on children younger than six. And there's a picture of a little, looks like of a, a beautiful little girl yeah. being, being. Just doing what mommy maybe, says to do. Yeah. Harmed for life. I just. You just don't know. I mean, I want to cry when I look at that stuff. I can't take it. Yeah. It's just really, you know. There's no point. There's no point. And there's other countries that have straight said, no, we won't even accept this here. We won't even let you do this here. Exactly. Like there's plenty of countries around the world that have said, we're not going to have any COVID shots for kids. Yeah. This, this is unnecessary. This is where the, uh, you know, the convergence of a profit incentive and, you know, the propaganda overlap. Yeah. Right. And you, you're, if, if there was nothing to be gained, by getting uh, six-year-old and under kids this vaccine, they wouldn't be doing it. No, except if they can, add, if they can convince, if they can convince whoever, the, whatever the authorities are, that it needs to be added to the childhood schedule. Money, 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 money. Forever. Forever. Money forever. At every I mean, checkup. Yeah. Because I mean, nothing has ever come. That's something that parents need to understand too. When we start looking at the childhood vaccine schedule, there's not one shot that has ever dropped off, even though, and I, this is not, 
this is not like a vaccine anti-vax theory or like whatever. Mm -hmm. There are more cases of polio that are caused by the polio vaccines nowadays than they find in the wild in the United States. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Well, yeah, and, and like you said, once something, well, like every government program, once something's in place, it never goes away. Yeah, that's it. It never gets sunsetted out. Even yeah. if they say it's going to, it never does. They always yeah. find a way to kick the can down the road. And it's just, you know, that's why I saw this meme the other day and it said, you know, what government, the size of government laws, it was like this huge giant book. And then, yeah. it, and it was like, what, what government laws should be. And it was a teeny little book. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's in, as a libertarian minded person, I want the government involved in as the least amount of facets of my life as possible well, and mostly stay out of the way yeah of my own initiative and drive um and, and just stay out of the way and just maybe any common sense person would want the same well you'd think i mean you, it think. should be it's like <clears throat> it's like as soon as you start saying like like oh there should you know like yeah we should all have paid maternity leave for a year and like all this <laughs> stuff it's like yeah that sounds great but someone's paying for it, it sounds great uh, just as an emotional response. Yeah, but there's but, always so much strings attached to any kind of help mm -hmm. that the government gives. You got to fall in line with all these little things that they want you oh, to yeah. do. And then they have, yeah, they have control over that aspect of your life now yeah. because if who's ever paying has a say. Yep. Just like, you know, if I'm going to pay for your car as, a, as my teenage daughter or your cell phone, guess what? I'm going to have a say in what goes on. Yep. And the same thing applies to the government. So I want them in, in, involved in as little as possible in my life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and... When this kind of stuff gets uh, brought to the forefront, just for me, I just say no, because the risks to my kids, and I have 9, 11, and 13, the risks to my kids are so nil when it comes to COVID that I don't want to get them vaxxed. I can't see any situation where I would get them vaxxed for COVID-19 specifically. Um, it's just not going to happen. And if they were under six, I mean, that that risk it l even goes from infinitesimal to almost undetectable. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> what are you exactly trying to prevent here? And when we don't know the effects of long-term, you know, the vax possible potential injury, even if that's tiny as well, why incur that risk if there's no benefit? There's no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason. I mean, nobody can, I, and again, there, there were even doctors. You can't even say that it's going to stop transmission. No. That's, that, that horse is long There were shot. even doctors on the panel that, that wanted to make sure that this portion of it was off of the emergency use authorization. Yeah. They didn't want to let it go through if it was going to be also for pediatrics because it wasn't. Um, it wasn't not necessary, not necessary and could be potentially dangerous. <clears throat> yeah. And the first rule of medicine is do no harm, right? Yep. So, well, how do you know you're not doing any harm? You don't. Um, so, you know, in my mind, this should only be given to people that are really at high risk and are going to see an actual benefit. And especially now with the release of the, all the early treatments, you know, and the, uh, the therapeutics and everything, uh, you can really prevent the hospitalizations and deaths yeah. without the vaccine. Yeah. Even being in the mix, even as an older, fat, high-risk person. Yeah. Uh, those people don't even really, in my mind, I, if I, 
I used to say when the vaccines came out, the only person I would recommend getting it, this is just my opinion, of yeah. course, would be if you're overweight and like, you know, 70 plus um, and you do the research yourself and decide that it's best for you. Yeah, that it may sl- that maybe it'll reduce your symptoms because right. you're probably going to for sure have some. But now I would I would say that that's not even the case. I no. would say just work with the early treatment and therapeutic angle and don't run the risk of any uh potentially effects from the vax that we don't know what they are yet. So, um, so, you know, it's kind of interesting seeing, seeing that still being pushed because really, you know, the, there is still, and I don't know where the rest of the country stands on the vax, uh, you know, the vax cards and having to show, you know, to get into events and all that kind of crap. Yeah. It seems like that's died off. I, I, yeah. Um, you know, and with masks going away in planes and, you know, well, because even Minneapolis was talking about it for well, a minute. For, for a while. Yeah, for yeah. a hot minute. They were like, hey, you got to show your card to get in yeah, here. You couldn't go into restaurants mm-hmm. without proof of a negative test or proof of vaccination you and know, being masked. I wonder how that's going now for the businesses that implemented <laughs> that. Like, Right. Hmm. Yeah, what what was the results of that? I yeah. bet the businesses just freaking hated that. They had, had to have just hurt them. Or there's some, I, I know for sure of some liberal, very liberal businesses around here that they just loved COVID. Like they, they like got <laughs> off on COVID. Like they were like, they were like, yeah, like, uh, nobody's going to come in here. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're just going to work just our tiny little team. And then right. you can order online and we'll, we'll, um, bring it to the door and you can come from the car and come and get it. And that's going to be great. Yes. It, it definitely played to some people's you know, inner demons or yeah. I, don't, I don't know, for some reason, so, yeah, so a certain percentage of people like really enjoyed Yeah, there enjoyed was like it. some people that really were like, this is wonderful. Yeah, it's just a, a weird, weird vibe. Um, but yeah, so I haven't really heard much about that. I think, you know, Minneapolis for all, you had to show negative tests and uh, vac- or vax card and be masked to get into restaurants, which I'm sure just tanked business completely. Yeah. So I think most of those have gone away now. But remember, there's still jobs out there well, where you have to be vaxxed. Yeah. You know, there's that still hasn't gone away. No. So don't, you know, you can't forget about this crap just because you may not be seeing it And it's still even here. I mean, there's yeah. corporations still mm-hmm. that want want you all. Well, and there's people that did get vaxxed purely to save their jobs. Exactly. And are still, but the thing is, okay, if they were fully vaxxed six months ago, they're not anymore. Yeah. Because, because of the waning the quickly waning jabs, you're not fully vaxxed anymore. You have to keep up with it. You have to get your third booster, fourth booster, whatever. If you're not doing that, you're falling off that vaxxed list. Yep. Just so then, and you've incurred all the potential negative effects. And now guess what? You're not fully vaxxed anymore. Yeah. So was that worth it? <laughs> you know? And, and so, yeah, I mean, they're just going to do it forever. They're going to just keep. And, and that's so, that's yeah, what's so to. strange to me you is that to. the company is going to do it forever. The company is going to keep checking your status and checking your status know. and checking your status. And because like, at what point are they like, okay, this, this is freaking stupid. Yeah. Cause all the people that got, you know, two shots can of go anywhere else and they ago, don't, yeah. And they what? don't have to do it. Yeah. There's no mass on planes anymore. You don't have to show vax cars to get anywhere at least around here yeah and you know but your company still requires it weird and are at what point are they going to come to you and say time for that booster buddy roll up your sleeve yeah are you just going to take it again yeah and then six months later or are you going to say hey i can go right down the road and i don't have to (laughs) exactly so either i keep my either i keep my job here and you just shut up yeah or so it's it's just insane that that's 
even there was even still talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like this. All the stuff just went away. Well, we can't stop talking about it because it's not gone. Right. It's exactly. not gone. Yeah, just because we're And even not, when it is gone, who the hell is going to hold these people accountable? Accountable or prevent it from happening again. Yes. As we saw or a couple episodes ago, you know, the CDC wants to preserve the right to bring back these mitigations yep. if they feel it's necessary. And don't think that they won't. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely coming. Um, another interesting thing. Now, when you see this in the New York Times... You know, you know that even when the, you know, and they're not, not a, cons- a conservative uh, media outlet by any means, um, you know, even they're saying, look, you know, we're getting conflicting stories here. And, it, you know, they're saying truth and trust. Okay. Why yeah, isn't the FDA? Second. Okay. We'll pause for the baby. And we're back. Back with the baby. Okay. So the New York Times, you know, a definitely non-conservative outlet uh, published this article about conflicting stories basically for um, COVID and the COVID jab for kids under five. So really, it says here, government officials have given two conflicting answers in recent days, you know, about why the FDA hasn't approved the COVID-19 vaccine for kids it's under five. It's funny that they're just catching on, that they're giving conflicting. Yeah. Things are starting to, things are conflicting. Well, that shows, it shows you how far it is, because if the New York Times is questioning them, yeah. then it's it's got to be, you know, super, super freaking obvious. Well, if, some of them have kids. <laughs> right. So well, yeah, maybe they're finally starting to be like, ding, ding, ding. I don't know. They're probably Something's all, happening. They're probably wondering why it isn't approved yet because they're clamoring for it yeah you know honestly that's that's really what's driving this is i think parents are like huh, i need to i need to get these kids jabbed like what's the hold up yeah i think that's what's really what's really? driving a lot oh yeah oh that's well if you yeah if you tie, i suppose because we even have people i mean we walk up to an average you know <clears throat> mom in new york city yeah and see what answer you get yeah because we see in Are our waiting like, for the jab little facebook groups and stuff we can see too that there's parents all over the place that are like oh and they're just not strict enough on covid it's like covid <laughs> are you serious <laughs> uh, the people that are hanging on to that it's yeah so it's just sad to see um you know so the they do raise some good points here, though. It says it's the latest instance of what has been a recurring problem during the pandemic. Public, that's putting it mildly. Public health officials have sent confusing messages about COVID policy. They have done so on masks, tests, adult vaccines, and basic COVID statistics. No shit. Yeah. No shit. And basic COVID statistics. <laughs> right. Well, like here. Okay. Sometimes the confusion has been intentional. Officials haven't trusted Americans with the truth. The that New right York there, Times that right put there, it. Yep. That says it all. And that started the very beginning when Fauci said, you know, was asked if we should all be wearing masks right at the beginning. He was yeah. like, no, oh, that would just be silly. You don't need to be wearing a mask. Yeah. And he was really just doing it secretly because he knew that would be we would panic by all the masks and there wouldn't be enough left for the healthcare workers. See, I don't think so, because I think 100 <laughs> percent that he knew he knew masks weren't going to do shit. He knew that masks didn't work. It it was. Uh. But he's trying to manipulate, manipulate by withholding the truth. I wish they would just give us the facts and let us process them instead of holding our hand like we're a bunch of little kids. I feel that's like, what's so insulting about. This I feel whole like thing. the reason that it ended up coming out to be like, go ahead and wear a mask was because people were so vigilant. And they were like, what can we do? Right. I mean, I'm already, you know, spraying down my mail and yeah, leaving like, my we groceries can't stay in the garage. At home forever. What can we do? Yeah. The people have to feel like they're doing something while well, they shouldn't have stayed home in the first place. Yeah. What they should have done from the beginning was just output facts like a computer. 
Yeah. Here's what we know about how it transmits. Here's what we know about who's at risk. Here's about we what we know about who is going to mostly get sick. Here's what we know about how yep. to treat it. And then just let people make their own freaking decisions because they're free American adults. Yeah. That's it. And let the, let, here's the other thing. Let the experts that are coming in that are actually treating the patients experts. that have the, that have the, um, you know, that are trying things and whatever, they have the raw data here. Let them tell everyone else what the hell they're seeing. Well, and and don't uh, suppress information that they don't like or doesn't 100% kiss your ass. Yeah, they suppressed them. Completely suppressed. I mean, how many people- They took them down off YouTube. They silenced them. They killed all of their accounts. They went after their licenses. I mean, these people, they they tried to literally steal everything that these people have worked for for their entire careers. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, If you're, you know, if you dared say anything other than the narrative, especially, you know, in the beginning about vaxes or masks or anything- said anything but the narrative you were attempted to be deplatformed yeah. fully and shut the hell up yep and that's just how it was that's why they're freaking out now about elon musk buying twitter and god forbid he might allow opinions that dissent to to survive and he might actually let have people let people have twitter accounts that might disagree with the mainstream Ooh, yeah scary and you know they're honestly like freaking out because you know, the left always has a, you know, they always call the the right wing people the patriarchy, right? Yeah. But really, honestly, the left is the people that patronize people, you know, and, you know, like minorities, like they say, oh, you guys need a, you need a helping hand and you're not, you can't do it on your own. You, yeah. you need help rather than saying, hey, everybody's got the same shot. Get out there and work for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's it. Yeah. You know, we don't. We think that I, you know, as a right wing person, I think people, everyone is capable of achieving greatness if they apply themselves. If they apply themselves, yeah, regardless of of race, gender, anything. Um, I don't think certain races or uh, genders or whatever need extra help. No, I think everyone's perfectly capable of of achieving things on their own. Yeah, make it happen. And, you know, the left always is the ones that have the pat on the head. Oh, you can't do it on your own. You need a little help. Yeah. I mean, what's more insulting? Yeah. You know, that's just that the, as Ben Shapiro calls it, the soft bigotry of low expectations. Yeah. You know, I think that's far more insulting um, than just saying, hey, it's an open, open playing field. Everybody get out there and do your best. Um, so I just wish, you know, that they would stop treating adults like children and just give us the facts and let us decide what risks we're willing to take on as far as running our business, going out in public, all of that stuff. I mean, that's just what pisses me off daily when I think back to spring of 2020 and how this all began. So, so frustrating. Um. And, you know, you talk about people that are saying, you know, the, the COVID is, is still with us and it's still blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like, well, here's, what? I saw this did guy. Did you see this guy? Okay. Here's an MD. Okay. James Heilman, MD for our audio listeners. I'm, I'm pulling up a Twitter profile of this gentleman Well, supposedly here. he's an MD because do you know how many of these accounts have now been like found out that they've been like posing as doctors <laughs> well, and spreading all this crap? Regardless of what he is and, you know, if he went and memorized a lot of facts and, and regurgitated them back and got his MD, you know, I mean, to me, a college degree doesn't necessarily mean no that much. No. Um, I don't like that appeal to authority anyways on on my side or or the other side but 
um, you know, I look at the actions, right, and the viewpoints, and I judge on his viewpoints. And here he has a picture. Yeah, and we're here's we're gonna take a quick peek at him and in all of his uh, brain capacity right now. So here's what it says: Am now wearing an N95 and goggles at home. Thankfully, have had four doses of mRNA vaccine. <laughs> I'm just disgusted with this weirdo. Oh, God. He's got, he's got an, and yeah, I mean, (laughs) the mask looks tight to the face. I will give him that. I will give him that. Yep. It's properly fitted. Yeah. What the hell is he doing? I just, what, where do you live? Like, where do you live that you're so afraid? I I don't know if his wife got COVID or something. and he says, I've been running the air purifier we bought last summer due to fires in my home office. Fingers crossed. Otherwise, might need to take sick days for the first time in 20 years. So, wife, of course, is triple vaxxed. No idea where she could have picked it up. Okay, so okay. I'm guessing his wife got it. Okay, so his he's wife trying is to sick. Stop, he's trying to stop getting it. Okay, well, if it. he's a doctor, why didn't the asshole just go get a hotel? <laughs> like, I guess he's just reckless. Yeah, I mean, selfish. how dare he? <laughs> spending go back spending the rest of the day prescribing and getting Paxlovid to to those infected and at high risk of severe disease the med is only for those at high risk as the supplies are limited and demand is high covid is far 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 three fars Josh mm, three yeah from over and do not let anyone convince you otherwise Eesh. I saw another, that reminds me, I saw on a Facebook <laughs> Valiner's Live post about cases ticking up and then somebody <laughs> was like, oh my God, it's another wave. And, you know, uh, I guess this means we're going to get hit with another wave again. And I said, or, you know, we, and I, and I said, you keep saying we, but I'm not participating in this one, just like I didn't in any other way. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can choose to just ignore all this. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Because if, if you want to no, just live your life, yeah, you can. If now, the, and now, thank God you can. If there's no mandates, no mass on planes, no vax requirements to get into events, um, you can just ignore this stuff. For now. You, for now. For right. now, we can. So, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to give us our summer, you guys. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, don't, you know, and I got another article coming up here in a bit talking about uh, some stuff going to Minneapolis. But first, I want to show you another uh, insane masker here. This guy, this guy is nutty. Did uh, Did you see this one? Okay, so this I is, didn't watch I think this it. Is, I saw the. This is in Costco, I think. Let's watch this. It started. Okay, so just to did set he, the what scene, what did he say that he would a, do? He said, go ahead, sue, do it. I'll sue you. Oh, I'll sue you. Okay. There's a worker with a like a price gun, like at a Costco. It looks like a Costco or a Sam's Club type place, right? No mask. And then there's a nutty masker with pepper spray pointed at this. How dare he? You know, unmasked worker. Come, yes. The dare. The dares come within ten feet of this gentleman, and he's got his pepper spray out. Like, like coming any closer, and you're going to get. He, you're gonna he get must it. have had that in his hand throughout the whole store because did he think that no other shopper was going to get close to him? Yeah, and I don't have any context on this. I don't know where it was. You know, is if is, you're that afraid, pick up your shit. Well, what are you doing in the store? But also, is the you know is the rule that you have to be wearing a mask in the store? Because if not, then this guy has no right to tell anybody shit. You have your mask on. Even be, if that's the happy. rule, maybe that guy has a medical exemption right. and he can't wear a mask. So, and take a wide berth if you're afraid. You know, walk around him then. If you're the one that's afraid, you need to deviate from your plans. Exactly. I'm not going to be inconvenienced by your stupidity. Yes, you can't pull me into your delusion. So let's watch a little more of this here. Oh, my goodness. 
threatening my life. He he tells the unmasked worker, you're threatening my life. After he just attacked him, he just pushed him. I mean, and then stepped back. And this guy probably believes he has COVID all over him, you know, and that it's spread by contact. So I'm amazed that he even did that. Yeah. Which is, you know, more hypocrisy. Let's see how it ends here. I'm gonna call the cops. Good. I hope he would call the cops. Exactly. Yeah. He. She shoved him. Yeah. He should have called the cops. You stay away too. I'm not getting near you. Yeah. Okay. Sir, I need you to put that away. We're in a public place right now. You stay away. I'm going to stay away. Thank you. You can't be calling Obviously, the mask mandate does not apply because none of the workers in there have masks on. No. So this gentleman entered the Costco willingly with a mask on, and now he's acting like they're somehow threatening him. Yeah, everyone else is a threat. God, get a clue, dude. Yes, and again, like if everyone else around you, if every other person is a a direct threat to your health, you shouldn't have left the house. Yeah, it's like, sorry, I'm not going to participate in your crate, in your insanity. Uh, you know, if you want to be insane and, and wear a mask in Costco when it's not required, go ahead. But you don't get to threaten others that no. choose to not participate in that same fear. I, they should have freaking tackled that guy and kept him there until the cops came. Here's a good uh, response. It says, they attack, then claim to be the victims. That's that's exactly, exactly. well stated. Because that gentleman was sitting at the pricing gun, just minding his business, and the guy's wanting to spray him if he gets any closer. It's like, there's no... There's no expectation of social distancing. If you go into a store, you're gonna you're gonna get close to people. Sorry, dude, you're just gonna have to deal with it. And then it says it's good that someone filmed this. The media has created these real life fight or flight situations for working families during mundane activities like grocery shopping. They the added stress due to their lies is why people dislike the mainstream media. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Um, it's just ridiculous. Um, so I don't know if you've kept up with. You know, and speaking of, you know, governments implementing more mitigations and things, I don't know if you've kept up with what's going on in uh, in Shanghai. I try not to because it's so scary. Yeah, they're still trying it's to. It's seriously so scary. They're still trying to achieve COVID zero. I saw just videos of like at night, people just opening their windows and just screaming. Yeah, they're, they're literally just going They're just going nuts. Now. They're just screaming their heads off because they're not allowed to even talk to others. Yeah, it's it's just nutty. So, I mean, they put fences up around buildings. They locked everybody in their house. You you can't leave. Yeah, and they um, like, I've seen other videos where they're like, they're like snatching people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, you have no. I mean, you know, we think that we're constantly complaining about our lack of rights here yeah. and how their rights are going away. They literally have no no rights there. We'll, the government does what it wants. If we let our, <laughs> in other words, <laughs> if we don't continue to hold our ground, we're going to be just like that. That's where it ends up. That's where we end up. Like you cannot get it's it's not a little thing when the we were. Li- um, did we have on that clip of Jordan Peterson? Maybe not. Jordan Peterson said something really, oh yeah, we were talking about it where he says, you know, if you do it really good, you encroach just a little bit. Right. And what he means by that is you start taking away just a little thing, exactly. you know, or you encroach on a right, you know, you say, oh, well, um, it's, it's just that you can't drive 
It's just that you can't drive between the hours of, of two and five in the morning. Yeah, and creeps. then you think in your head, who yep. does that anyways? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, ah, I can give that oh, up. Whatever. And then exactly. pretty soon, oh, nobody can drive at all except for government officials. Right. I mean. And that's that's what. That's why I was so hardcore about, you know, the whole stay at home lockdown orders, you know, shutting your businesses down, all that crap, wearing masks everywhere. That's why I was so anti that from the beginning, because I know that once that stuff gets locked in place, it's it's not going to go away. Exactly. Unless we demand it and we should have never allowed it in the first place. And I'm still mad that we we somehow allowed that to happen. And, you know, fear and a pandemic is the only reason that it would ever happen. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the one way they can get it over on people and they know that. So that's why, you know, what does Rahm Emanuel, you know, say a good crisis, you know, never should never go to waste. Yeah. You know, Obama's whatever he was, chief of staff or whatever. Yeah. yeah they, they, these guys are at the top levels of government and politics for a reason. You know, a lot of times it's just because they're good strategists and they're ruthless, not because they know what's best for the country necessarily. Absolutely. Um, you know, so that's what's going on in China. And yeah, if you don't fight, um, this is, is where we're going to end up. I mean, it's ex- obviously an extreme example in, in the world, but uh, it's happening to actual people, you know. And the thing is, how many billion people are in China? Like a billion, right? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, they could huge. over, you know, they have the power, you know, for every three guards that are standing outside a house, if everyone in that building said, F this, yep. we're going to just, you know, m- mow you over. Yeah. You know, the guards wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah. And I always think about that too, like with Putin and um, Kim Jong-un and, you know, Kim Jong-un is one dude. Yeah. Like all, all one of his generals would just have to do is just walk up to him and just pop him behind the ear yeah. and it'd be over with, you know, but, and cause they have the numbers, they have the, they have the power, but they fear is just what keeps them in check yeah. and they're counting on that. And that's how they get this, this compliance. <sighs> It's very, very scary. Uh, so we're talking about Minneapolis, right? You know, local, that's, that's Shanghai, right? That's China. That's a different world. But here we go again, right? This, this article is from April 29th, okay? City of Minneapolis recommends public indoor masking again. Now, notice they don't say requires or, you know, mandates. Yeah, they knew better this time. But is it going in the right direction? No. It's creeping back towards, you know, it starts, this is how it starts, right? This is how it started, and then what did it go to next? Then it's required. Then you're doing it. Then you're, you're doing, doing then it's required. until we say you can stop. And then next thing is, uh, you know, negative test or uh, proof of vax to get into whatever. Um, I mean, I just can't believe that they're just tr- trotting this out again. Like it's going to freaking do anything. That they could That they, they could even, you know what? Here's, here's something else that's it. funny. They can take their recommendation though right now and they can wipe their ass with it. Exactly. Because... Exactly. Just here locally, uh, Fargo Public School Board is still recommending. They're still strongly <laughs> recommending. It says strongly. They're still strongly recommending the use of masks. That's so hilarious because you know but what that means? But they're not masking. They're not masking either. And yeah, what percentage of people are masking in schools now? Yeah, uh, it's like one person in every in every room. Yeah, out of nobody. Like a kid of 30. I mean, it's a, it's a tiny, tiny percentage are going to follow this recommendation. So obviously a recommendation doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It doesn't carry any weight. 
Uh, nobody believes in it. Nobody's actually afraid. They're just covering their ass. That's all it is. So that, you know, you can't blame them because like we told you. Yeah. We recommended it. We strongly it, recommended it. And you disobeyed. You you didn't uh, wear the mask. And we recommended it highly. So, you know, that's on you. <laughs> And that, that's that's what it is. I mean, it they, must be. I mean, they're they're just like, hmm. We're just <laughs> do as we say, not as we do. Oh, exactly. I mean, just like when the mask mandates came off the planes, who was wearing masks? I mean, nobody. Like everybody ripped them off, and they were yeah. like, "Screw this." Well, not according to Jen Psaki. This is not the true. Re- those videos are not the true <laughs> representation of America. I bet that was every freaking like, flight. Listen, lady, you can go anywhere in America right now and 90% of everything is just opened up normal. So Any you don't think ma- that this yeah. is the true... Any place where masks are optional will give you a true representation of who legitimately thinks a mask does anything. Yes. And it's about 5% of, at, at of people. max. So 95% of people, even liberals, which are half the population, even liberals do not believe that it does anything. Otherwise, they would be doing it. They would be wearing masks. Absolutely. So it's just complete BS. And But yet, you know, the for some but reason... maybe they stopped because they thought, well, if you're not going to protect me, I'm not going to protect you either. <laughs> you I don't. I, I can't even get into their brains. I think they're just... <laughs> there's this thing called the sunk cost fallacy, which means when you put so much energy and effort and money and whatever resources into an idea and then even if it fails you just keep pushing more money and more resources into it because you're like your brain uh, can't i'm just not doing it good enough (laughs) and you're just not willing to admit that you failed and you should back out yeah and there's a a thing uh, there's an author called seth godin who writes marketing books and he wrote a book called i forget what it's called but it's like know when to quit or something or Mm -hmm. when when to give up or something yeah he's basically saying like look you have to be smart enough to know when you shouldn't keep Pumping money Keep into something. pouring the cash down. Yeah, yeah, and resources if it's not working. and But a lot of people just keep going way too far long after it's been clear that it's not going to work. And I think that's where we're at. Because you get, you know, you get Fauci here. Fauci, okay, you know, the White House Correspondents' Dinner was Saturday, I think. Okay. A stupid Fauci decided not to go because of his individual assessment of my personal risk. That's why? Because he's like 80 years old? Yeah, and because, you know, he, well, because he has to act like it still matters. Yeah. Okay, he chose not, okay, no, this, but then, of course, here he is at a party because he doesn't, act, he's not actually afraid. He just has to act like he is. He just like has he to pretend is. like he is. He has to pretend like he is to put on a show. And this, just like all of them, just like Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry, Nancy Pelosi getting her hair, her hair did, and the mayor of Chicago getting her hair did because she has to be on TV. Yeah. And all these millions of examples of them uh, flouting these rules, like Kamala Harris not wearing the mask when she was in uh, doing the Supreme Court justice yeah. uh, nominee, um, getting appointed or whatever. You know, they just completely are hypocritical in, in these contexts. And here's another example. Fauci at the, says he's not going to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, but then here he is maskless with Don Lemon uh, <laughs> at a party. So, you know, is did he really... Uh, minimize his Look risk. Look how happy Don is to take a picture with him, too. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, oh, Grandpa Fauci, get over here. Oh, it's just so frustrating because, he, you know, Fauci doesn't believe any of this bullshit. And you know what? To get into this White House Correspondents' Dinner, did you know you had to show a same-day negative test? Really? Or, you know, in, I think uh, proof of vax wasn't enough. You had to show, you had to pro- basically prove. One step closer to Shanghai. Yeah, right. You had to prove yeah. I'm negative, like, right now to yeah. even get in. Yeah. So what... 
that there's not going to be a safer place to go if you're a Fauci type person and you act like it matters. Yeah. So, but even that in that case, with those precautions in place, he still, because of his personal risk assessment, couldn't go. And then here he is partying outside. You're full of shit, dude. Yeah, it was past his bedtime. You were That's not what the afraid. Real problem was. Well, he was. I mean, he just went to a pre-party instead. So you're not actually minimizing any risk. You weren't actually afraid. Just a show because you don't want people going, Fauci, what are you doing in public? Where's your mask? Yep. He just didn't want to be seen as violating his own, you know, edicts that he tries to get us to comply with. That's all it was. Um, okay, pause it. And let's pause for the baby. And we're back. Okay, so let's move on from some uh, COVID hypocrisy. I'm tired of that for now. Um, so let's move on to some other things that parents should be aware of. Um, Where's Lakeville? Okay, Lakeville's down by Minneapolis. Oh, right? great. So, so nice is, and close. Yeah. Lakeville principal <laughs> promoted LGBTQ protest for 10-year-olds. You know, I'm mad, though, because they left off the plus. Yeah, and the, the IA. IA plus. Yeah, they keep, it seems like they add a letter to the acronym about every six months. So We're, I think it's supposed to be LGBTQ plus IA. Yeah. If you're fully woke. Yeah. So this person is not fully woke because they didn't include those extra three. So I don't know, you know, eventually they're going to have to get corrected. Otherwise, I don't even know what IA is. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. Like, I, it took me a second to think what the TQ was. Well, I know T is trans. What's Q? It must be queer. Questioning? I thought it was maybe questioning. I think it's queer. Like, I, I think I, I think it's okay for them to call themselves queer now. Okay. Who knows? I have no idea what's going on. Um, <clears throat> anyways, okay, so yeah, Lakeville principal promoted LGBTQ protests for 10-year-olds. Kids at a Lakeville middle school were encouraged by their principal to not speak for an entire day out of respect for LGBTQ people. Can you... Are you freaking kidding me? You don't. You're not allowed to speak now because your voice is violent. Now, just to even say, like, "Hey, Mandy, did you have a good weekend?" Shh. Everyone has to be. We can't talk. See, everyone has to be praised now. That's that's the the problem here is that every possible subgroup has to be lifted up, highlighted, praised. It's not enough to just say treat everybody nicely. Or treat everybody how you want to be treated. That that's not good enough. You have to actually lift them up and and highlight them and praise them. Well, unless yes. you're, unless you're a straight white male, then fuck you. Well, yeah, Go then we're gonna stomp on you and throw then, you in a closet. Then, you, then your patriarchy needs to be smashed. Yes, but everyone else will burn your house down. Everyone else needs to be praised um, forever. Oh my um, gosh. And have their own week or month or whatever. Um, okay, so it says uh, the principal at Kenwood Trail Middle Middle School in Lakeville, Minnesota, advertised a day of silence during which students refrained from speaking to protest for LGBTQ causes. The principal, Kelly McDermott, promoted the event, which took place late last week on the school's Schoology page. <laughs> it's funny we use that at our district. Oh, yeah. Um, Tomorrow is a day of silence. This is a day where LGBTQ members and their allies vow to not speak for the entirety of the day, she posted. We realize that a bunch of students not speaking for an entire day may be inconvenient or stressful, but we would like our school to be part of something more, which is for all students to feel welcome and safe. Well, you know, what? now the students that want to just talk 
and freaking participate in the day and ask a damn question when they don't understand what's going on. Now these students are assholes because, yeah, because they're not participating. Right. right, because if you choose to not participate in this, then yeah, you're 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 the dick. Yes. You're a bigot. You, you know, your 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 lack of silence is violence. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and it's not enough to just stay Stick to your, you know, stick to yourself. What Be grown nice to ass everybody. adult thought that this was a good idea for little kids? Uh, this is just like how freaking crazy are you? Do you have to be? And this is ten to fourteen year old. Yes, age range. <sighs> Stillwater middle middle schoolers were also encouraged to partake in the event. It wasn't just uh, Lakeville, which is organized at a national level each year by the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network. Well, that's something here's we're going to need to look into yeah, now. There's an acronym I need to figure out what's, yep. going, on. what's going on there. Um, okay, it says, we're LGBTQ plus. Oh, there it is. There's the plus. No IA, no IA yet, but there's yeah. the plus. Um, in schools are often silenced and erased. This direct action is a reclamation of that forced silence and erasure. Um, no, it's First of not. all, no, they're not. If anything, they're celebrated. No, it's not. It's a wasted day of school. They're celebrated and praised, if anything. Um this time, LGBTQ plus students and educators are choosing to be silent on their own accord and demonstrate the impact of the entire school community where LGBTQ plus people are silenced and erased. Well, first of all, if your principal is promoting it and advocating for it, I wouldn't say that they're... That you have such a terrible environment. Or that you have to choose, on your, that you're choosing of your own accord to participate if it's being partic- uh, encouraged by your principal. Exactly. You know, that's, um, that's verging on that, uh, you know, forced... Coercion. Well, because, okay, so my my last little thing was about a kid. Now, what if you're a teacher? Like, what, is that, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even understand what this means. Just, so, so is it just during hallway time? It would have to be. It can't be in class. It should just be treat everyone nicely. <laughs> End of story. I mean, that's, why does it have to be more complicated than that? <sighs> why? God. Look at this little... Little kid with the rainbow on their face. Yeah, they don't even painted. know what's going on. No idea. No idea. That's the Gay and Lesbian Education Alliance or whatever. Yeah, that's their... <sighs> As an intent... Okay, I'm sorry. As an intentionally K-12 through organization, we understand the importance of beginning conversations about LGBTQ people and families in elementary school. No. 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 <laughs> no. No. That is a No. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's going on in Minnesota. You know, that's not uh, not far away. And we're back. All right, so here's another story. Now, this is from the Libs of TikTok account on Twitter. Um, so that that's, is a really good source for all this nutty, nutty stuff, especially in education. So here's a Broward County School or Broward at Broward Schools. So that's, um, is that that? In West in Virginia, or I'm not sure where that is, but yeah. sixth largest school system in the nation. Okay. Um, I think it's really been at the center of a lot of these school board controversies and things. Okay. Um, but anyways, doesn't really matter where it's at. Um, but it says, Broward Schools guidelines says on overnight trips, students can room with peers that match their gender identity. What could go what wrong? What could go wrong? And then uh, we'll just read the... 
We'll just read, the, read what may have okay, went says, wrong. Uh, a transgender student's comfort level with sleeping arrangements will largely dictate the manner in which related issues are addressed. If students are to be separated based on gender, like obviously in a camp situation or an overnight trip at a hotel or something, mm -hmm. the transgender student should be allowed to room with peers that match their gender identity. So that means if I'm a boy, yeah, born male, and I decide that I'm transitioning into female, then I would sleep in the girls' room, right? I would I'm reading think that so. right, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wonder what could go wrong. Yes, and is it just who you feel like you are today? <laughs> yeah. How long? How often are you allowed to flip that switch? How long do you have? You know, like if it doesn't happen at birth, and it can just happen. Then what's your what's your timeline? And I understand How are the school's going to deal with that. I understand. Yesterday he was a boy, but today he's right. a girl. And I understand their intent because what they're trying to do is, you know, if you have somebody who's legit, authentically, you know, believes they're in the wrong body or whatever, and you know they're really on that path or whatever, they don't want to like oh, go go with the boys, even yeah. though they've been like living as a girl. Yes. Whatever. I understand what they're trying to accomplish because they're envisioning that scenario. But like most things that are based on emotions and not logic, they don't consider the other scenario, yes. which is what's happening in prisons now, which is a lot of males are going, I think I'm a woman now. Yeah. I'd rather go to the women's prison. And then they end up impregnating I think there's one case now where two 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 inmates got pregnant by a by the same a transgender. <laughs> but don't worry, it was consensual. Yeah, right. well, of well, course it was because it was. he had the only good parts like, in there. There's a dude in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a dude in prison now. He that's... was pretty popular. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, that's the unintended consequences that they're not thinking through. Well, and which here's could the other thing. Happen. You know, and we've talked about this before. When naturally this occurs in like. 1% of the time? Way less. Way less. Like, it's like yeah. 0.05 or something. Yes, okay. It's like one of a thousand or something. It like never, ever, ever happens, okay? And now to be bringing it, bringing it down into schools, just like it's like, it's just... Like it's commonplace. Like it's going to be like every five out of 20 kids. Right. You well, know? we saw that one in Florida. We saw the teacher who said two-thirds of her class were yes. some type of... And when we're normalizing it, when we're normalizing it in this way, when it shouldn't... Not we even sh normalizing, we're encouraging yes, and praising. We, we shouldn't have to have a rule for it. We're having weeks that celebrate it. If it happens less than 1% of the time naturally, why would we even create a rule for it? Why wouldn't it be just something that, hey, if we notice that this is a child, right, that it's happening to, then we make special allowances then mm -hmm. for that situation. Right. We can do that as adults. We can just come to a situation, right? Yep. And we can just look at that together and be like, hmm, this situation looks like it may need some special attention. And that's okay. Exactly. We don't have to have a whole thing for it. And like, yeah. The problem is the incentive structure is such now that, you know, you're a kid and you're questioning everything and you're unsure of yourself and yeah. you're developing your your uh, personality and your hormones and everything. And, and now you're really every unsure. single you, person in your school was silent well, and you for see, a whole day. You see a certain people getting extra praise heaped upon them and, you know, being called special and brave and all this stuff. And you're like, well, I want a piece of that. Yeah. And there is some peer pressure involved and that's why it's the instances of this have been, you know, exponentially growing over the past few years. Um, and we're back. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, the incentive structure is such now that um, you're rewarded if you 
go down this path. And it should really, I wish it would just be as simple as treat everyone nice, treat everyone with respect, treat yep. everyone civilly. And that's and that. let's learn math. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. Yep. You know. Um, well, and that's what yeah. Morgan Freeman saw said about you know, when all he was talking of, about race. Yeah, when he was talking stuff, about yeah. race and stuff, mm-hmm. he, they were like, you know, what can you, what can we do to combat racism? He was like, stop talking about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Doesn't need to be the focus of every of every initiative. Doesn't need to be constantly fixed because if you just treat everyone the same, that takes care of itself. You know, like Martin Luther King said, right? Yeah. Treat people based on their judge people based on the content, content of, their, of character, their character, not the and not the color of their, color skin. Of their skin. That was my favorite quote my whole life growing up. That seems like a uh, right wing uh, bigot thing to say. Now, <laughs> if you say that, you're literally like a right wing alt right bigot. If you say that phrase in in fourth grade, <laughs> when we celebrated Black History Month for the first time, okay, ten years old. It, they they taught us about, you know, civil rights and we were learning about stuff like that at 10. And that was that was the first, first they made us like memorize a thing and we had to st- say it up in the front of the class or whatever. And that's what mine was. One day, I, I pray that my four little children will live in the world, will live in a world where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Exactly. And it's like, that's 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 what everybody hopes. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody hopes. And so if we all just know that, right? And we're all and I I can't say all because there are still some there are still people that are racist. Like oh yeah, there's, there's we're not denying Well, like Ben Shapiro that, says the supply of racists out does not meet the demand. Does not meet the demand. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, cuz the left-wing people just really wish there was a lot more. That's and that's why um almost every time you see a hate crime like Juicy Small A, the case, you know, where yep. the two mega-hatted guys beat me up and and put a noose on me and Yeah. You know, it's almost always a hoax. Yeah. Because you cannot same- possibly meet the supply. Or they That's can't the, the same demand. with, I feel like, LGBTQ kids. Mm-hmm. The supply is not meeting the demand. And no, so they're out there close. They're out there going for it. And then you get things like this. Biden's highest ranking transgender official says medical professionals unanimously agree about the value of gender affirming care. Now Bullshit. This, this is a freaking dangerous statement right here. Because that is the euphemism of all euphemisms. Yeah. When they say gender affirming care, that means if my kid says I want to be a girl, means okay, time to chop your penis off and take puberty blockers. Yeah, that's and what that if means. You want, do you want some boobs? Yeah, we better start. I, we better yeah. start giving you, you some ex- estrogen. Yeah, we'll, and my answer is yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll start feeding you estrogen, and you'll right. either grow them or we'll go ahead and get you some. And don't you, worry about it. You'll be just like everyone else that you want to be. And I really don't want to go down this rabbit hole, you know, because I don't want to research this too much because it's really uh, disturbing. It is disturbing. It's absolutely. You know? It is terrifying. But that's the way it me. needs to be treated because you know if you just start going, oh, just gender for care you know that literally means if your young boy decides he wants to be a girl but pre-puberty that means get him on some puberty blockers so he doesn't grow testicles and you know all the secondary sex characteristics that happen listen my almost two-year-old was crawling around the floor and made a very convincing puppy dog last night 
he was panting and barking and he was very cute. <laughs> and if I would affirm that behavior and what just kind of say, collar did you get him? Exactly. <laughs> if I would affirm that behavior and just say, okay, well, he thinks he's a puppy. Now he can be a puppy forever. Right. And now I'm going to feed him on the floor and he can live on the floor and I'll buy him a dog bed and I'm going to get him a little, little puppy coat and he doesn't have to wear people clothes anymore. I mean, like people are going absolutely freaking nuts with this well, shit. The, the main point is you don't want to make a permanent choice to a temporary feeling if that's yes. the case. Because like we stated earlier, there is a tiny, tiny sliver of where this is true all where the way this through is their life. This happens. And I think they need to be an adult to make that decision. And they have to have felt that entire time. And yeah, it might suck. Yeah. Went prior to 18 because you're like super confused and you know, you're going to endure some rough times, but I think you have to be 100,000% sure bef and then be an adult and be able to make this choice yourself. Cause if, there's no going back. It yeah, can't if be your counselor, something, your school counselor, your mom, your aunt, everyone encourages you, encourages you when you're 10. And then you take these steps that are irreversible because once puberty does not occur, you're screwed, you know, and I mean, this that's what gender affirming care means. It sounds super nice, doesn't it? It does. Well, I want my gender affirmed. They're great at marketing. They have yeah. wonderful, wonderful marketing experts that come up with this kind of shit because nobody else would think of it that way. But people don't know what the, you know, the actual effects of this are. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to, because they hear, you know, transgender people have a really high rate of suicide. Well, this doesn't reduce it. No. You know, that's the sad part is you think, well, I got the surgery, I got the puberty blockers, I'm fixed now. Yeah. Not really. No, no. you're not. You're, you know, you're because it's a difficult position. And if people that are cursed with this, uh, you know, that's an extremely uh, difficult thing to be afflicted with. And this. that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, it's, it's an affliction. It's not, yes. it's not some, something to be praised. Well, and is it something again, you know, is it something that, that, well, here it says, okay, uh, the fact sheet states for transgender and non-binary children and adolescents, early gender affirming care is crucial to overall health and well-being as it allows the child or adolescent to focus on social transitions and it can increase their confidence while navigating the healthcare system. They don't need to navigate a healthcare system because they're children no. and their parents should be navigating healthcare systems for them. Yeah. And here's the scary stuff. It says the fact sheet offered examples of gender affirming care, including using certain types of hormones to pause pubertal development, giving testosterone hormones for those who were assigned female at birth. I love how they say assigned female. And estrogen hormones for those who were assigned male at birth. Top surgery to create male typical chest shape or enhance breasts. And bottom surgery, surgery on genitals or reproductive organs. That's what we're talking about Listen, here. Listen, there is someone who assigns gender. There is. And it's called God. Could it be? Yeah. Shader? Yep. Nope. It's, I mean, it's not the doctor. Okay. Right. He didn't slap that penis on your kid when it came out. I love out. how they're just saying they got like, like the doctor just like rolls the lottery, you like know, it's or the, just like a, it's a bingo ball and he pulls it out. You yes. Know. Oh boy. It's like, no, it's, and here, here's the best way I've heard this described. If you die 
And a thousand years from now, an, an archaeologist digs up your bones. Yep. Guess what they can do? They can just determine whether they you're male or female. They can assign your gender, you mean? <laughs> right. They, they can run some tests and go, female or male. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now you're a they radical. They can take some, you mean they can take some bigot. measurements of your bones? Well. And they can check for the density. Well, they couldn't do that if you're one of these kids that got caught early with the, nope. with the blockers. But they can still tell by the DNA. Yeah. You know, so uh, this is just very, very dangerous. Very dangerous, dangerous. Stuff, um, for people to normalize this, like you said. Um, but you know, when you have this person, you know, high He's supposed up to be the, the, the freaking epitome of health and wellness. Yeah. So this is you know health and human services. Yeah. This is the how does of that? that person look healthy to you in <laughs> any shape or, or form? And honestly, I don't care what they do in their own life. It's dudes fifty. <sighs> You know, they can dress however they want and be called whatever they want. I don't care. I do. But. Because I don't want anybody talking <laughs> shit to me about how healthy the country is or how this is healthy or that's healthy if you don't look healthy. Well, I, I don't, don't want to hear it. I don't from want you. them involved in my kids, anything to do with my kids' nope. care. Um, but I don't care what he does in his personal life. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, no, whatever. Me. Go ahead and live your life however exactly. you want to because you're an adult. But yeah, stay out of other people's children's care. So, you know, I, there's a, a story that I heard on Ben Shapiro. That, oh, man, I didn't hear this. Yeah, this is pretty bad, so we're just going to watch this and react to it. Here. The entire media decided that Florida's bill to protect parental rights and education was bad. All that bill said was no indoctrination in gender identity or sexual orientation from K through three. That's all it said. Okay, that, that, that is the wording of the bill. It never said don't say gay. It didn't say any of that stuff. The entire media just lied about it. And they lied about it because there were activist groups who had decided to lie about it. And the media and the activist groups are one and the same group. And then it turned out that thanks to social media and thanks to alternative outlets like the Daily Wire and thanks to the fact that there are shows like this one, people actually found out what's in the bill. And this turned out to be a wild negative for the left. And the more information that is out there, the worse it is for the left. So the media were basically counting on their monopoly to be able to cudgel everybody into place. They tried to bully Disney and they succeeded in bullying Disney into taking a position on this bill. And then they, they went even further. They forced Disney to have an all-hands meeting at which members of the Disney crew basically came out and said that we are mainlining a bunch of left-wing garbage into children's programming. And the media covered this because this is supposed to be a good thing. So, for example, there's an article in the New York Times today called Disney, built on fairy tales and fantasy, confronts the real world. The entertainment behemoth spent decades avoiding even the whiff of controversy, but it has increasingly been drawn into the political partisan fray. By whom? By whom? Was it by us here? I'm going to skip ahead to find this story. But yeah, it, that was kind of interesting, too. They talked about how, you know, and I just wish Disney would just stick to making kids content. Well, exactly. So I could enjoy no, it. Nobody looked at Disney and said, what say you? <laughs> right. You know? They just couldn't, couldn't, you know, they had to just jump into the fray. Going to notice. The problem is people so independent of your own, heavily this. pushing the possibility of her being trans. But okay. perhaps, I say a guy, I mean, a trans, my opinion is, that it is a normal, natural process for the human body to go through puberty. I don't know when this became wildly controversial. It is not even close to controversial. What should be controversial is the garbage being spewed by the left on this particular topic. Because medical transition is not a Sneetch's star-on, star-off machine. There's a horrifying piece by a guy named Scott Nugent. And when I say a guy, I mean a transgender man. Okay, so a, a she who got a bunch of surgeries and hormone treatments to look like a he by Scott Nugent in Quillette. And here is what this person says, quote, at a recent gathering, a friend's daughter told us, I'm probably trans because I don't like female puberty. 
This instantly got my attention because I have known this child for years. I never saw any indication of her being trans. I innocently asked why she would say that. Was it a joke, perhaps? She replied, quote, I don't like my boobs growing. And Reddit says I'm probably trans. That night, I tracked down these Reddit exchanges and my jaw. So you're going to pause it there because that that's what I'm afraid of is that when people have this normal questioning, yeah. uh, you know, mo- confusion that happens during puberty and then now the internet is so prevalent so they're going to go look for answers yeah and a lot of times the answer will be you're probably trans yep. instead of like just deal with it do you it. know you're a girl yeah just deal with it it'll get better no they're saying no you can take this off ramp here if you want yeah. and in the moment you might think that that's a better yeah, option like, oh my gosh could i just take pills and be done with this yeah, that here, sounds ex- great exactly and he's going to explain why that's a horrible option yes i dropped when I saw how many people in organizations were heavily pushing the possibility of her being trans. But perhaps I shouldn't have been surprised, given the way such attitudes have gone mainstream. This includes the pediatrician mom whose recent opinion piece for the New York Times was titled, quote, what I learned as the parent of a transgender child. For kids Googling the subject, the overall effect is the equivalent of one big glitter bomb going off on their screen. I write all of this as a 47-year-old transgender man who transitioned five years ago. I'm also a parent to three teenagers. Though I admire the good intentions of parents who seek to support their children, I have serious concerns about reckless acquiescence to a child's internet-mediated self-diagnosis. Many older transgender folks share these concerns, too. He says transgenderism, and I say he, she. She says transgenderism isn't a vague feeling or a distaste for stereotypical roles. It's a serious internal condition that causes you to want to become a member of the opposite sex. Medical transition, such as the kind I went through, can enhance an illusion that helps some gender dysphoric individuals navigate the world with more comfort. It did for me. It was the right path for me, but I wasn't born in the wrong body. I was born female, but I didn't like it. So I changed my appearance at significant monetary, psychological, and physical costs with plastic surgery and hormones. My sex never changed, though. Only my appearance changed. Anyone going through this is in store for a brutal process. And we now have thousands of naive parents walking their children into gender treatment centers, often based on internet-peddled narratives that present the transition experience through a gauzy rainbow lens. During, See, that's they, they think like you're going to get your wisdom teeth out. Yeah. Or you're going to get braces. And, you know, it's just like a minor little choice. I little don't choice. understand a parent that, it, that would – I just – it. it's such a sensitive topic. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But we – are given these children to protect. We're given them to guide. But We're supposed to help them. That's what sucks is they think that's what they're doing. <sighs> because they, they, you know, hear the Matthew Shepard tied to the fence post stories and, you know, get beaten and left for dead. And they think that that's what society is going to do to their child. So they have to pick the needle the other direction and heap praise upon and call brave whatever they're feeling and not realizing that it might be a temporary confused reaction to normal puberty, which we all had to go through and just had to endure and come out the other side. Well, and some of these kids aren't even going through puberty though. That's the other scary right, thing. Like the some very of these are even just it. like little kids. Well, like that, the one in the story that the transgender person yeah. was a friend of said yeah. that they were expressing like just the fear and the, they did the discomfort with just the very beginnings of it. Yeah. And that was enough to, you know, abort mission yeah. right? and take the off ramp and go the other direction. Just, Listen to a little bit more because it gets even um, worse here. 
During my own transition, this person says, I had seven surgeries. I had a massive pulmonary embolism, a helicopter life flight ride, an emergency ambulance ride, a stress-induced heart attack, sepsis, a 17-month recurring infection due to using the wrong skin during a failed phalloplasty, which is the creation of a fake penis that does not work, 16 rounds of antibiotics, three weeks of daily IV antibiotics, the loss of all my hair, only partially successful arm reconstructive surgery, permanent lug and heart damage, a cut bladder, insomnia-induced hallucinations, oh, and frequent loss of consciousness due to pain from the hair on the inside of my urethra. All this led to a form of PTSD that made me a prisoner in my apartment for a year. Between me and my insurance company, medical expenses exceeded $900,000. What? (laughs) Right, and I don't know if that's typical of some of the transitions, but, uh, you know, we can't sit here and act like it's just getting your wisdom teeth out. That's not what's what's happening. And, you know, people need to treat it with the gravitas that it should have. Um, you know, so I, I think that everybody's just like, oh, well, just transition. No big deal. Just, you know, you're brave. Yes. Awesome. Oh. And it just gets encouraged now. And, you know, that's, that's what is, is frightening to me that rather than just teaching people to, you know, ride it out. Sometimes you have, have to some, live in the, yeah. some, okay. Have some grit. Yes. Like you, you know? just stuff things. <laughs> life is shitty sometimes. And you have to go through that. To come out the other side. Otherwise, if you if you never have to go through it, if you just veer around it all the time, what Avoiding is pain, what yeah. kind of adult are you forming? Like you're 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 Someone making who avoid a, pain at all costs. Yes, you're making a kid right. who who has no um, reaction to stress other than to like. Whoop. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try and avoid, must yeah, avoid, must avoid, avoid fight or flight. And they just always choose flight. No. No, well, it's kind of the whole generational thing of, you know, the whole participation ribbon generation, you know, where they don't want people to ever experience anything negative. And I understand, again, this is a reaction to the generation prior because the boomers beat the shit out of their, you know, yeah, or maybe the boomers got beat the shit out of when they were kids by hard ass, you know, parents. Yeah. And then, you know, they raised Gen Xers and Gen or millennials. I suppose you're a millennial. Right? I don't know what the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm not what I am. I'll tell you but that. They, much. they pegged the needle the other way. They were like, "Well, I, I had a horrible childhood. I got beat all the time, you know, and and no love was shown to me. So I'm gonna. I don't want my kid to experience any pain. Yeah. So I'm going to so make they sure go they wild. don't. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure they don't experience any pain. And you know what's pain is not getting first place. Yeah. So that's pain. So I want to. And then you know. Certain parents take it to the extreme and their kids never experience any difficulty and therefore never build any grit or any determination but or then any ability those are resilience. the people that you end up having in your basement for the rest of their life because they don't know how to take care of themselves. Right. I mean, again, it's unintended consequences. They need consequences. you to take care of them. Yeah. And there's a middle ground. I mean, you should, should be able to show your kids love and also be firm with them and teach them responsibility and and some resilience and some grit. I mean, you can, in my mind, you can do both. It doesn't have to be pick the needle one way or the other you know but i think that just generationally it's kind of like a, a needle that just goes back a pendulum that swings back and forth yeah um so I, th- I think what we're seeing here is kind of a example of that pendulum swinging from well we don't want to treat the person who's different poorly so therefore we must heap praise upon them and 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 encourage every women indulgence yeah you know and it, it just pegs the needle the other way yeah um and i think that's that's just dangerous so you know we 
and it's just amazing how this is permeating schools, corporations, you know, kids' content. It's everywhere. I saw a new show on Discovery, and I don't have any video of this or anything, but a new show on Discovery Plus called Generation Drag. Yeah. Have you heard about that? Yep. And that's for kids mm-hmm. that are getting want to get into drag. I'm like what really the hell. I mean, it's it's crazy out there. It is crazy <clears throat> out there. And the scary thing is, is that like your kids can find that stuff. Oh, yeah, they will. You know, they'll find it. Yep. It's, I mean, I, I could tell my wife, I said, they're not going to be able to avoid this stuff. So you have to inoculate, you know, speaking of vaxxes, right? Yeah. You have to mentally and emotionally inoculate your own kids so that when they come across this kind of stuff, they just go, oh, well. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to live how I'm going to live and according to my values and I'm not going to participate in things that I don't agree with. Yeah. And, and I call that a foundation. Yeah. And if they see and it in the so world. Same thing. I mean, it's a strong, you have to yeah. set them straight as far as what you, what you believe very strongly to be right and wrong and how to decide what what that is. Perfect example. Like when my kids see people in mass, now they just kind of roll their eyes and yep. go, eh. You've you raised know, some good ones. I've indoctrinated them properly. Yes. Oh, I'm so proud. You know? I'm so proud of them. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they're nice to everybody. My kids ask really loudly, why are those people still wearing masks? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, guys. Exactly. So, I don't know. I got a couple of stories here that just I want to get your perspective on as a parent. Um, and just, you know, the, trying to balance this whole letting your kids experience life and difficulty and not hovering over them constantly. But, you know, there is evil in the world, right? And I don't know so if you saw this. much evil. I didn't. The story in this now. Wisconsin. Okay. So basically a 10-year-old, I you know, I have a 10, just turned 11-year-old daughter. Yeah. So this, when this, I see these kind of stories, I it, it really hits home because you're like, holy scares cool. the shit this out of you. This is the worst. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that, this is the reason why people, you know, are helicopter parents, right? Basically, this girl was riding bike back from her aunt's or went to visit her aunt's house like four blocks away and didn't come back. And turns and then they found her body like the next day. In you the were woods. telling me about this last week. Right. And, and they found out it was actually her cousin, her 14-year-old cousin. Oh, my gosh. Whose father is a sex offender and is in prison. <gasps> so... My question is, why the hell were they allowed? Was she allowed to go over there? <clears throat> you know, because at first, when I first saw this, I was like, "Wow, random stranger attack! This is like right out of the movies. It's a horrible thing. How do you even prevent this?" Well, because you think the <clears throat> bad guy's gone. That's why they're allowed to go over there. Well, and also you don't want to think the son of a sex offender is now going to be as also a sex offender because yeah, you know that's not fair to the kid. No, but then when he turns out to murder your daughter. Oh my God! Then you know I don't know if it's a, I mean, is criminal and evilness passed down in in DNA or was it just I I don't know I don't know enough to yeah, talk about it, it a, but is it a nature or nurture type situation exactly you yeah. know and I know that the kid had difficulty and he was really mad that his dad was gone so maybe he's acting out maybe he was abused you know because a lot of times kids that are abused end up being abusers yeah maybe they you didn't know. catch it yeah that you know happens a ton but. You know, I, I struggle with this because I try to raise my kids very free range. Like they have the run of the neighborhood, right? Yeah. You know, we live in South Moorhead and, and they can ride their bikes, play with their friends. And, you know, I was raised in the 70s and it was like, I'll see you at supper, maybe. Yeah. When the light, yeah, we <laughs> used know? to have, well, and I wasn't even, I mean, I was raised <clears throat> even in the, in the 90s, 2000s, you know, and my parents would say, 
well, see you when the streetlights come on. Right. You know, we would tell them where we were going to, you know, where we were going to kind of be around, but that's not always where we were. I never had cell phones. There was barely, you know, landline, one landline per house. Yeah. That was it. You know, there was no getting a hold of me. My dad gave me a wristwatch. You just hoped that I came back. Yeah. You know, that, but, you know, we, we weren't worried about, you know, me getting abducted or anything, even despite how cute I was. <laughs> it was very abductable, but... You know, so I try to have that same attitude with my kids, right? I want them to be free range and feel like they're not living in fear. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, these people are out there, but I guess you just have, it's kind of like, I equate it with being struck by lightning. Yes, it could happen, but am I going to operate under the assumption that I'm going to get struck by lightning? This is a situation though, that's really hard for me because this is somebody that the person knows and that's usually... That's usually what it is. And and that's so scary because like, even with my kids, my kids are six, four and almost two, right? Like with my kid and and this one, (laughs) don't forget. (laughs) But um, like, even with my kids being so young, I talk to them all the time about strangers, Yeah. right? Like we don't answer the door. We don't get in anybody's car. What do we do if we get kidnapped? We scream our freaking heads off. We scratch eyeballs. We kick in the privates. We lay down on the ground and scream and like, you know, run, like whatever. All the things. kick them in their transgender area. Yeah. That's what we call it And then I always say, you know, we we always yell, help, it's not my dad. It's not my mom. Help. You know, because otherwise, like if a kid's just screaming, you just think, okay, well, that kid's being a little brat. Really, they're getting kidnapped. (laughs) Like, oh, man. But in this case, that kid wasn't screaming going into the woods with her cousin. No. Yeah, so I don't know how you protect against this. And it's, I, it's really, I don't either. I mean, that's the scariest. It's just straight up scary. I think you just have to roll the dice and say, well, it's like being struck by lightning. I mean, the odds are just so small that you can't live your life in fear of it. Yeah. Because if you live your life in fear of something incredibly rare going to happen to you all the time, you know, then it's kind of like wearing a mask and a goggles in your house, right? Yeah. You know, we, we laugh at that guy half hour ago. But also how to be prepared though, right? Right. So like, if it does happen, I don't yeah. know, like maybe if you send your kids, I mean, this would be terrible and who would think that your, your kid would do this, but like, or, you know, would be like thinking this way or whatever, but like maybe your kid needs a pocket knife, <laughs> you know? Unless your kid's the stabber. Yeah, so, <laughs> hopefully not. Because, you know, this person's mom... Of the 14-year-old. Yeah. Probably was like, maybe you need a pocket knife. I feel bad for the mom of the 14-year-old now because Uh, they had a relationship with a sex offender. I think it was a short one-night stand. She got impregnated by this guy, has this kid, and now the dad's in prison for sex offender, and then your son just murdered his cousin. Yeah. And now you have no family anymore because how does the family take you back in now? Yeah, I mean, that's that's rough. Oh, man. Here's another one, too, that freaked me out as a parent. Um, So, again, but again, uh, you know, as the days go by, more information came out on this one. Not if you heard about this story in California. Um, A grandma took the baby to get groceries, came back home, put the baby in the house first, went back out to get groceries, and then when she came back in, the baby was gone. Yeah. Somebody nabbed it. and. But, you told me about this one too. Right. This makes and, sense. you know, just as a parent, this kind of stuff freaks me out. But I try to not overreact and try to, you know, still raise my kids not living in fear. But again, it turns out it was someone that knew them. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, was obsessed somehow. She must have had some type of mental illness, this lady, and became obsessed with this particular child and was kind of stalking her and casing out the joint and then figured out when their opportunity was and had her. Um, friend grab 
don't know if it was boyfriend or whatever, but had, had him grab the kid. So again, it was a person close to them. They planned it. Yeah. So you know, I think about the stranger danger kind of stuff. But really, almost it's almost always somebody that you know that you know. Like yeah. when, whenever wives get murdered, it's almost always the husband. Yeah. You know, my my one of my best friends said that in one of our girlfriends' wedding speeches. She was like, "Just <laughs> and so just remember when you go to bed tonight that you're probably living next to the. If you get murdered, it's yeah. probably going to be the guy you just yeah, married. That you just married. Yeah, that is <laughs> sad but true. Unfortunately, yeah." Um, um, so, you know, just a couple of things to think about as parents there. You know, I try not to focus on those negative things, but those two stories in one week really just got my attention. On how the world is heading, exactly. honestly. Yep, yep. And, and, you know, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if, is it more common now or not? I don't know. I, I, don't I mean, is so. it, do we just have internet now and so we can see yeah, all Yeah, I never would have heard over? about this. We wouldn't have known that wouldn't this was happening in California yep. or wherever. Exactly. Um Okay, well, another uh, pandemic of the vaxxed news, because remember, it's still happening, right? It's far, far, far from over. Far, far, far. So Maxine Waters has tested positive for COVID. Say it. I'm grateful to be fully vaccinated and to have received two booster shots. <laughs> oh, God, they say the same shit I, <laughs> all the time, every freaking time. The, I'm not kidding. It has to be a thing with the, like, there's only what, like two companies that own like all the news stations all over the place or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's got to be in their, in their thing somewhere. Like, yeah. you have to say it. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Now, we were talking earlier about uh, the, uh, the vax for kids. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but Denmark- no became the first country to halt its COVID vaccination program. So I haven't read this, so I don't even know what their reasons are, but let's see. So Denmark has been the first country to become the first country to halt its COVID vaccination program, saying it's doing so because the virus has been brought under control. What a government who actually says they accomplished their goal and they're actually going to stop. Okay, but hang on, because... <laughs> Then the third, keep going. Well, spring has arrived. Vaccine coverage in Danish population is high, and the epidemic is has reversed, Danish health authorities said in a statement. Far from scrapping its vaccination program altogether, however, <laughs> the Danish Health and Medicines Authority said there will probably be a need to vaccinate against COVID-19 again in the fall. There it is. There's there the kicker. There it is. There's that kicker It doesn't ever for. go away. I thought it was very strange that a government would actually stop Yeah, that they would something. say, we're done. We're <laughs> done with this. Oh, God. They were the first one to halt it, but don't worry. They won't be the last to bring it back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and here's another story with Bill Gates. Not likely, but the worst of COVID could still be ahead. Shut up, Bill Gates. I'm tired of you. <laughs> what the hell do you have to do with anything? He likes to just announce all of his plans. If we do really, really, really well with vaccinations, then we could reduce that population by 10 to 15% in the next <laughs> 10 years. Yikes. Thanks, Bill. Yep. Appreciate that's, that's it. Something he would like. Yeah. Yeah. So because we're know. overpopulated, you know, <laughs> the course. world. It's yeah, yeah. It's crazy. That is nutty. Mm -hmm. All right. So I saw another thing here. So speaking of axe injuries, okay. So this, um, okay. So SARS-CoV-2. This is a study here. SARS-CoV-2 vaccination and myocarditis in a Nordic cohort study of 23 million residents. Wow, that's okay. a big study. Yeah. Right. So 23 million. Uh, let me see if I can get to the conclusion here. Click conclusions. <laughs> that would be too obvious. No, on the oh, one over side. Here? Okay, yeah. gotcha. 
<laughs> in the court study of 23.1 million Nordic residents aged 12 or older, risk of myocarditis was higher within 28 days of vaccination with both the BNT162B2 and mRNA-1273 compared with being unvaccinated and higher after the second dose of vaccine than the first dose. The risk was more pronounced after the second dose of mRNA-1273 than after the second dose of BNT162B2. That must be like code names for certain vaxes. And the risk was highest among males aged 16 to 24. Our data are comparable or compatible with four to seven excess events within 28 days per 100,000 vaccines after a second dose. And nine to 28 excess events within 28 days. Excess events, I assume they mean... uh, Appearances of myocarditis. Yeah. Within 28 days per 100,000 vaccines after a second dose of MRNA 1273, the risk of myocarditis associated with vaccination against SARS CoV 2 must be balanced against the benefits of these vaccines. Hmm. So that's uh, nuts. nine to 28 excess events. So that's per 100,000. That, so that's all the normal events that you would normally see, which we don't know how many add, that is. Then add maybe add 28. Seven, yep. Well, nine to twenty-eight excess events within twenty-eight oh, yeah, days right, per yeah. after the second dose. Yep, and so, four to seven on the first day, first dose. Yeah, or after second dose of the other vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that's again if you're and this is uh what twelve twelve and older. Let's see what? Uh, yeah, age twelve and older. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you know people that in that younger range of that age range, why would you ever want to even incur that risk at all when you have virtually no risk of any negative effects from getting COVID? You know, this just reinforces that of what's the, what's the upside? Well, and this isn't just like some fringe like article either. This is in JAMA. That's like a pretty good, um, actual like medical. Yeah. It's, this is a real medical journal and 23 million Right. I mean, that that That's is a, a large study. That's a big data set. Published online April 20th of 2022, so it's pretty wow. recent, too. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, now, here's uh, – now, this is funny, okay, because this COVID Clarity account, COVID underscore Clarity on yep. Twitter, it's, it's a really good account uh, that covers kind of a lot, all this misinformation BS that happens, and I think they're based out of Minnesota. But, uh, okay, so they have the link, I think, it's to this – study and it says large myocarditis study post-vaccination both first and second doses of mrna vaccines were associated with increased risk of myocarditis and pericarditis risk of hospitalization males 16 to 24 was 28 times higher post-vax than post-covid wow i mean that summed it up much better than we did yeah um, right there 28 Um, times higher now notice after the vaccine notice how this tweet got flagged yeah Flagged as misleading, and you can't even reply to it, share it, or like it. Wow. So that's how, like, how locked down they got this freaking tweet. Do we have one of I'm our little... I'm surprised I even saw this. Do we have one of our little things on our new our new uh, disinformation? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the new disinformation czar yeah. is going to, you know, was behind this. But how funny is that, though? You know... It's just a, they're publishing the results of a study, and they call it misleading, and, they, and you can't even reply it, reply to it, share it, or like it. Yeah. I mean, and that must have happened after I copied the link, because I don't think you could even... Click on find out more. Is it going to tell us why it's misleading? Like, you know how sometimes on the... Oh, you know what? I did already. Yeah, oh, here it is. perfect. <laughs> it just brings you to the generic, here's why we're right about everything. 
uh, with COVID BS. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, we know everything about this COVID. Is, yep. That's all it is. Scientists and public health experts, experts say the vaccines are safe for most people. That's, you know, it's just an article that they wrote. Who cares what they say if they say, like... That's like, your opinion. That's their opinion. It's an... Exactly. That's an what? opinion. Those aren't facts. Why is it any more relevant than the people that did the study? Why do they get to say on Twitter... You know, why does Twitter get to say that the study's misleading, but their conclusions are I mean, it is just blowing my mind the kind of world that we're living in right now when they're literally, they're they're sharing, look at that. Look at that data Mm -hmm. that they're sharing, actual facts, and they've sourced it, and they've, so so you can go and look yourself. Now you can't even see replies to it. No, but nobody likes it. You can go and look yourself, but you know what? Oh, everyone says it's just like, it's like we're living in a different world. Like, yeah. it's just so strange to me. That's why I thank God, you know, hopefully Elon Musk and I, you know, can't guarantee that he's going to like fix all this and he's not my savior or anything. But I'm confident that if he were in control, this would not be labeled misleading right now. It would just be up and allowed to live or die on its own merits. And it wouldn't have a stupid flag Brought to another just as possibly inaccurate article produced by God knows who. I mean, I just want both these articles to be able to stay up. And then you as a free American make your decision based on that. And can share and and like and, right, and let it comment as much as you want. Let it be debated in the public square, which is now Twitter. Yeah. You know, and all these social media sites. That's where these debates and occur. And if your argument doesn't stand up. Yeah. If you're afraid your ar- argument won't stand up to scrutiny, you're probably right. Yeah. As I said on the last episode. Yeah. Um, that holds true now. And one thing I did love that Elon Musk said was, I, ho- I think he said, I hope that people who are extremely critical of me will stay on Twitter. Yeah. Because that's what I want. Good. You know, he, he's not afraid to have dissenting opinions of, of his. Yeah. And hopefully he wants to stick to, you know, the legal definition of free speech. Hopefully. 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 You know? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a private company. Yeah. So he can do what he wants. He but can. I just have more faith in him as far as keeping it. Just don't more accept open. any chips that he sends you. <laughs> no. Well, and, you know, yeah, that's always everybody's, re, you know, retort to I him. I know. I but just can't. I don't think it's going to be mandatory, though, whereas Biden would be like, inject your chip. Do it. Take the chip. All right, guys. We are going to wrap it up there. That was a long one. All right. So make sure you send emails to letparentsdecidethat at gmail.com. Watch on Rumble. Got to catch all these visuals. You got to see these guys wearing masks and goggles in their own house (laughs) and marvel at how ridiculous it is. Make sure you listen anywhere audio podcasts are found, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. Support the show at letparents.com or lettheparentsdecidethat.org. And we will see you. Wait, stay strong, keep fighting, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) There, I said it right. (laughs) Had a Biden moment. (laughs) I was like, what's happening? Come on, man. Are you having a stroke? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man.